You're listening to the Optimal State Podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind Detonation in three, two, one. Confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. The, truth. the mainstream. You can't handle the truth. Has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State Podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Optimal State. It's been a while. It has been a little bit, but we are back and uh, experiencing this, this far out smoke that's rolling down from the northern Canadian hinterlands down into uh, New York State where Adam and I both reside, but quite far from each other. Um, I am up in the in the state about an hour north of the city and Adam's out in uh the end of Long Island. How you doing, man? What is going on? Um, not too much. Breathing breathing all the fresh air out there. Um, yeah, it must be um, pretty bad up there, I'm assuming. Or worse than it is here. Uh, this is my bad tomorrow, but hopefully the winds change and uh, you know it clears out for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for anyone who's not living in the Northeast, I mean, maybe this seems like this This is probably not something that everybody is even aware of, but there's some wildfires supposedly uh, going on in Canada, up our, uh, our northern country neighbor up there. Um, some fires going on in the province of Quebec, I believe, and the way that the wind is traveling is bringing the smoke down. Um, now, Adam, you have a little bit of an interest in meteorology. You're familiar with weather patterns, with uh, the flow of, of wind and whatnot. I mean, does this seem like uh, something that would reasonably happen? Would uh, there be, I mean, th- there would have to be like immense fires going on or what would what would be your take on, on this based on your understanding of weather? Well, the, I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, the, the prevailing winds um, definitely could or probably are driving the smoke this way because yeah, you have a local pressure in, in Nova Scotia. You know, you get that circulation, you know, coming off it and coming down through Canada. And uh, like if it was winter right now, it'd be pretty cold because of uh, that northwest flow of wind that we have right now. But, uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I've never seen this before here. Uh, we both grew up upstate New York 20 years ago. Yeah, and, never uh, seen this before ever. This is like uh, my like my entire life. I don't think my mom has seen this. I don't think <laughs> I don't think anybody that I've I've spoke to. I don't think anybody has any experience with this. Yeah, yeah. It, that's just that's the strange part. And um, it just so happens to be their solution is wear a mask, don't go outside. Uh, I mean, they, they love that shit. And um, I mean, it, it, it will pass us by. Uh, my neighbor goes, oh, I heard it's going to be like this all summer. <laughs> if it's like this all summer, there's definitely something going on. <laughs> like, well, that's what I'm saying. But because I mean, think about it. Like all, our defenses were down at the beginning of COVID. Two weeks to flatten the curve, right? We were all like, great, we're just going to chill out for a bit. 
Everyone's going to relax. We're all going to make sure we're safe. Okay, another little bit. I mean, not to sound alarmist or anything, but again, this is like kind of an unprecedented thing. So, you know, it leads me to kind of my next sort of question. I mean, what could we be experiencing besides these wildfires? Uh, I have not seen much in the way of video proof pictures on-site reporting for these fires haven't seen it every every report is about the city conditions of how people are like enduring the smoke and that's fine you know the the air quality that's also that's remarkable it is pretty remarkable to be looking out my window right now which probably be would be a clear night and uh to just see this like immense it looks like fog but it's it's actual smoke so uh, it's pretty far out, but, uh, you know, it just makes you think like, what, what could this be if it weren't fires? And my, where I'm trying to get to with this is where are we going in the next phase of warfare? Right. Cause I mean, it's no, it's a, no secret. It's a very open secret that they're looking to start world war three of some kind. But it's not the same way that World War One was not the same way that prior wars of the 1800s were fought, which took everybody by surprise. Trench warfare and tanks and planes and uh, chemical warfare took everybody by complete surprise and redefined the way warfare was. What are we going to see as we truly enter into the Silicon Age, as we leave sort of the industrial age behind us of the 20th century and we fully go into the 21st century into uh embrace our future so to speak and embrace silicon technology and the silicon technology besides computation also gives us the ability to exert immense uh pressure and and influence on uh, electromagnetism so we're talking direct energy weapons we're talking you know uh manipulating lasers and and microwaves and radio frequencies and whatnot and while everybody was inside during COVID, what they were doing was building 5G towers all over the place. So besides spraying the air with chemtrails, which anybody who looks up and looks at all these planes and you see the skies becoming super hazy, in addition to this, which is like some sort of rollout of smoke, I mean, if they were to plan some sort of false flag event and blame it on being some sort of uh like a nuke right to say like uh you know russia dropped some sort of crazy weapon on us but really what they would do is release some sort of direct energy weapon through the grid i don't know maybe that's now here we go i see because that the part that i'm not thinking they will do is i don't see the reason for the powers that be who are in charge here to go after uh their own people in that way. Maybe you disagree with me, but I, I like I wouldn't see them as using the infrastructure to like go after the people. Maybe to herd them into the smart cities. Actually, all right. Uh, it's funny. I feel like I'm sort of putting that last part together right now. But like I think that that would actually be very a crazy plan is like to ultimately just destroy the air destroy the environment for us that we that in, in uh, that we could live in uh and to herd us into these smart cities which is what they want um 
I don't know. What do you think about that? So, I mean, that that leaves open like what how they are using these direct energy weapons. But um, Adam, what do you think, man? Do you think that that's something that they would they could be at right now? It sounds like something out of like crazy science fiction, right? Uh, yeah, I sent you that article that the Pentagon was investing like um, a certain amount of billion dollars into yeah. uh, direct energy weapons. So it's not even a conspiracy to think that they have these weapons. Um, yeah, and every time I go to Florida to see my parents who live uh, in Cape Canaveral, literally every time I've been there, a new rocket's going up into the space. And it's just like when I, I grew up in the Space Coast area uh, before I moved to New York, and you'd see a shuttle launch or a rocket launch like maybe like once every few months. But like, what are the odds every time I go down there, they're launching something else? And we don't know what they're doing. Um, so anything is possible i i i can't you know i i can't i can only speculate um because i i don't think that things happen by accident especially when things just don't happen haven't happened before you know like covid just came out of nowhere oh no we haven't had a, pan a pandemic in 100 years but here it is oh we never had wildfire a uh, wild fire like this ever before here it is you know and uh uh, I know it's very hard to surmise where this all came from, and I, obviously, what you're saying is, is possible, and uh, I think it's just as likely as it being an accident. And I think you have to give it that much credence because why should you just say, "Oh, well, that's not possible"? I mean, anything's possible, and uh, the people who don't look at things in a way where they're critically analyzing it, and they just trust the guy in the suit on television telling him where it came from that's kind of not the real the real white right way to go about your business because you know like why wouldn't you why wouldn't you question it um I, and I, who knows what this is in the air i mean if it's not actual fires that are burning i mean i don't know what it would be but uh yeah because it happens in california it's very common out west uh so i don't know i, I don't know Maybe it was another country and we're just not being told uh, that did the direct energy thing. Uh, we don't know. Uh, I just think that it's just very convenient that um, you look at these websites and you listen to the news and the first thing they just say is climate change, climate change, climate change. And it's like, what does that even mean? And, the, the, you know, climates change all the time, you know, and it's always, you know, yet you had the, um, the ice age and then the warming periods. You have like all these parts of uh, time in the world where climate has changed, and it's just ridiculous that they just keep trying to throw it at you nonstop. Because usually when they're throwing it at you like that, it's uh, some type of lie. Um, because the truth doesn't need propaganda; only bullshit does. Totally, totally. And notice also in social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. We were talking about this earlier. It seems like the echo chamber comes about due to artificial means also because these so many of these accounts that perpetuate these hysterical narratives such as global warming or the COVID narrative or, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. A lot of them seem to be fake accounts. You know, you could kind of look at it and be like, oh, you only have 14 followers, no pictures and like. Um, you know, you follow like 
80 people like but you post a crazy amount okay most likely my theory is that zuckerberg who donated a ton of money as well as uh sam bankman freed and others you know uh who have these sort of special interests put money into i mean they're on record giving money to the dnc i think a lot of that money was due to some sort there was some sort of like contractual stipulation attached to that money in that they had to put it back into instagram or twitter i mean i don't necessarily know how they're well i guess they're they would do it through engagement you know maybe the engagement was enough but they would put it back there by creating accounts so they actually would pay actors you know quote unquote actors whether they're offshore or you know onshore and get these people to just just troll and just like bait trolls and also bait uh the echo chamber right and get people stoked up and you see you see these types of people out there uh you know there are the bigger ones that actually have like facial recognition and have like some sort of personality i think you know there's there's definitely teams attached to these bigger accounts that post like every five minutes but the ones i'm talking about are like way just seem way more anonymous it'll be like a user at it'll say like at sean eight six five four three two or something like that you know that that's just like a dead giveaway but anyway i feel like to perpetuate those sorts of uh hysterical narratives they they use those sorts of tools um to do that and this is no different you know this this event occurs and the the smoke wildfire event and the hysterical masses come out um but it's funny it's like anyone with common sense you're just like well if if global warming is real why are all these guys buying beachfront property like why are they like that doesn't make sense you know why is barack obama buying like acres upon acres like why are they then flying around in these private jets lecturing us about this stuff you know and and it's just real common sense stuff and it's it like doesn't take it doesn't take a genius and so but ever then they ever get the hysterical the harpy screaming and then you know people just lose that ability to think and, and with enough like people screaming in their ears so i think that's ultimately what they count on they count on people just being um you know drowned out like their thoughts being drowned out and also their willpower being overpowered by consumption, by sin, by uh, all the other, you know, indulgence. And that's kind of where we're at, man. I mean, you, it, if anything were to be rolled out right now, some sort of big crisis event, everybody would be caught with their metaphorical pants down. S- sad to say. I mean, everybody in the in Western society, really, you know, we're all like, everybody would be scrolling on their phone. And the, the the barbarians at the gate would just like storm in. And it's funny to think, I was like, man, you know, this event could happen and we're all just like la-di-da going along with our day. And this could be like, this could be the barbarians at the gate, like, you know, with the fires burning on the hillside, just looking in and being like, oh, look at them. <laughs> They're just, they have no idea. And I'm not saying like, that's like the actual visual, you know, like that, that that's, but it's, you know, there could be some truth to that. And I don't know, with uh, going back to the, the direct energy weapons, I'm thinking like, you know, it, a lot of this stuff could be out of 
out of our imagination or beyond our imagination. I mean, we could be talking stuff that they're they're manipulating like tectonic plates or they're manipulating volcanic activity. You know, they're able to. I, I mean, I saw this thing earlier. I shared it with you. This uh, Greg Reese report. It was it was at the beginning of Infowars, I think, today, and um, they were talking about uh, how it was it was a segment by this. I forget this guy. We'll put it. We'll definitely put it in the uh, in the show summary. But um, it was this guy watching some satellite footage, and it seemed that the forest incinerated completely. Like it, it did. It wasn't like a slow fire. It, it seemed like something that just went up in flames. Did you get a, a chance to watch that, Adam? Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Um, and I, I don't really know what to make of it, uh, make of it because it's just a past something like that even happened. And the guy made it very clear that that was a clear day that that happened it wasn't like you know because that oh lightning strikes it's like no nah, it's just uh just things just don't happen like that but you know at the same time if there was some sort of energy weapon like why would they all do it at the same time you know like why wouldn't we just do it wait a little bit do the next one i mean to do all of them at the same time would kind of be noticeable i think too well, I think it could also just be one energy weapon that's so immensely powerful and it just took out a big chunk of area. I mean, again, I have not seen too much in the way of footage from from these fires. I haven't specifically Googled or, or looked for wildfire footage, but every time I look for it, yeah, like I uh, search for it, it just shows drive, up the smoke and stuff. Drive up, man. I mean, we could, right? I See, what I would think is that it would be easy to just block the roads because this is a rural area. So as we get up there, they would be like, oh, sorry, roads blocked. And like, that's it. You know, no yeah, one's going any further. The Truman Show. Right, Remember exactly. The, yeah. Yeah, the Truman Show where he pulls up and there's the the fire and they're like, sorry, you, you can't pass, you know, and that's pretty much the answer we'd get. Yeah, and I mean, it's not hard to think. I mean, the Truman Show is interesting because everything is contained within a set, but the way that they could really manipulate it is just constantly be at the place that you are going and just direct you, I guess, in a way, right? So it doesn't require them to create a containment area. Uh, they will just contain you, and I think that's the idea, but... Anyway, I think uh, we're going to go to a quick break, but um, when we come back, I was thinking we change gears. We were going to talk about um, some crypto news, I think. like uh, we, we know that Coinbase is facing some heat from the SEC. Um, that's been, they've been talking about that, and I think it's actually pretty official at this point. So uh, we'll, we'll expand on that when we come back. We're going to listen to a little bit of music from... Uh, one of my more latest groups, Amorphous, and uh, when we come back, we'll jump into the Coinbase stuff. See you guys on the other side.
What's up, everybody? This is Adam from the Optimal State Podcast. We're bringing it back to uh, talking about crypto. There's a lot of stuff going on in the crypto world, crypto space. Uh, one of the latest things is the SEC is suing Binance and Coinbase, saying that uh, well, they're saying Binance lied about um, some of their holdings and what they actually had on their platform and what they had on the side, and uh, they're alleging that Coinbase, Coinbase was selling securities and. The SEC has listed, I think, 61 cryptos um, that are but well, what they deem securities. So they're accusing Coinbase as selling them and basically being a broker without being licensed to uh, be able to sell those securities. And uh, Solana is one of them, uh, Polygon. Um, so there's... Uh, and the funny part is, is that Coinbase was heavily invested in Polygon when it first started up, uh, started uh, years ago. So uh, I'm sure that that's kind of why they probably. I mean, because uh, Polygon is just a layer two on Ethereum, and if Ethereum is not a security, why would Polygon be? Polygon is just a, literally a layer two on top of Ethereum. So. Um, but anyway, I digress because I, w- I want to give you that Gary Gensler quote where because um, it's just completely ridiculous why they're doing this. It's just kind of like strong arming these people. And just so you know, the, the SEC has never lost a case. So, you know, XRP or Ripple. Um, yeah. I, hey, real quick before you pull up the quote, um, just to give a little context, because. I think uh, some some of our listeners, you know, we've never really jumped into crypto before, so maybe speaking of it at a higher level may not be everybody's uh, where everybody's at necessarily. So, just real quick, you know, we're talking about Binance, we're talking about Coinbase. What what these are are ultimately crypto exchanges, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, these are places where you could buy cryptocurrency using uh you know usually us dollars but i i think you could probably use any depending on where what you have but uh you know you could have a portfolio of cri- different cryptocurrencies that these uh different exchanges feature on their platforms and you could have these as digital assets and uh you know bitcoin is a type of cryptocurrency ethereum you know, every most people, ninety nine percent of people know. I think if people are listening to this and they're they're down with what we talk about, I'm sure they know uh, enough about cryptocurrency. So what I'm saying, it, it's nothing new. But uh, what you were saying, that layer two thing, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but Polygon is basically an Ethereum token. It it is built, or is it just built off of Ethereum? So it relies on the Ethereum infrastructure, so to speak. The the Ethereum blockchain, right? And it basically has built itself off of that uh, as its own cryptocurrency, but um, not one that like um, exists on its own technology, so to speak. Uh, is that about right? Well, I mean, I, it's just weird that Ethereum like is not labeled security, but Polygon is, and Polygon is a layer two on Ethereum. Uh, I'm not sure what the Polygon token does. I don't know if it's a governance token. I haven't really looked into what the token is. 
like Arbitrum, which is the layer two, hasn't been labeled as security. And all it is is a um, uh, a token for voting power. So you have say over what the network, what direction you want the network to go. So you have like there's a lot of so the more tokens you have, the more control, not control, but the more voting power you have for when they want to uh, make changes to the network. So I'm not sure what the Polygon token actually does, but uh, you know, if Optimism is another layer two, and that wasn't labeled security, I don't, I don't believe. I'm, I'll look through them again, but I didn't see that. Um, and so I, I just found that interesting. Uh, and yeah, and I, I think that the guy CZ, I, I don't know his full name. I, I, everyone just calls him CZ. That is the owner of Binance, the CEO. And uh, I, I think that they're just trying to go after him because he helped bring down FTX. Because he, when FTX collapsed. He tweeted that they were dumping all their their FTX tokens, and that started the collapse of FTX. And who did oh, Sam wow. Bankman free, and who did Sam Bank free, Sam, Sam Bankman's freed father know? Gary Gensler, you know. So there's there's this huge like interweb of connections of FTX and uh, these high um, powered politicians and bureaucrats. Uh, I think Binance is probably like a thorn on uh, the side of. Uh, U.S. government, because uh, uh, they probably think that they, they were just thumbing their nose at them and not listening to anything they were saying. Uh, whereas Coinbase is actually suing the SEC because they want clarity, and the SEC is basically saying, "Well, we don't have to give you clarity. Uh, we have shown you the rules, and if you don't follow them, we're going to come after you." And so there's all these lawsuits going on right now, and. Uh, I, I know I'll, I'll bring that quote up because it just kind of shows you what their priorities are. Uh, Gary Gensler said, why should the New York stock, and this is from Yahoo Finance, why should the New York Stock Exchange or broker dealers we all know and respect be undermined by the other corner of capital markets, which is sort of saying, which is sort of saying, thumbing their nose and saying, catch us if you can. So it's like, oh, why should the good people at Wall Street have to suffer and not be able to broker these accounts and it's just it's just so ridiculous you know that's basically what this is about is so wall street can um and the, the brokerage brokerage brokerages can like make all that money uh it, it's disgusting really and uh I, I i do think there's probably some nefarious stuff going on with finance and tether um tether is the u.s dollar um equivalent uh, it's a token on Ethereum, and supposedly all their tethers, their coins are backed by assets and dollars. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if that was ever proven, but if uh, tether collapses along with Binance, we're going to see a lot of hurt uh, in the market for uh, probably the next year or so. Uh, and that, that's just kind of my perspective about it. But you know, the, the U.S. government, you know how they are. They they just want to annihilate competition. And uh, well, I didn't. Uh, Ron Paul had that quote on his desk. He said, uh, "Never steal because the government hates competition." So true, so true. Saint Ron, yeah. always with a truism, man. It's interesting though. Uh, so yeah, I. What were there was one thing I just wanted to get a little clarity on. Um. Dang, it's all right. We'll we can come back to it if it comes up. But uh, 
What is your kind of forecast on crypto going forward? I mean, it's interesting because I think a lot of this news has sent some shockwaves through the community. Seems that uh, we're getting we're getting some dips um, in, in prices right now. But uh, as they say, buy low, sell high. I mean, this could be a golden opportunity going forward before the next bull run. But uh, what ultimately would you say your forecast is? Um, for the near and uh, for the near future and beyond. Yeah, well, I'm not. Um, this is not financial advice, but uh, I, I think that we're gonna have you know see some lows and more and more lows coming up, just because of all that uh, irregularity and what the SEC is asking for. I think people, the people that are involved in crypto really don't have any answers. Uh, long term, uh, I'm bullish, but I just think that all that, uh, all these tokens need to collapse, and there, there needs to be more hurt. Uh, I, I don't think that people are putting money into crypto right now, and they can get a nice four or five percent, or three to five percent, uh, you know, holding money uh, in the bank. You know, you got a million dollars. I mean, what are you pulling in six six grand in interest? In the bank, you know what I mean. A month, whatever, whatever six percent of a million is, you know, is that six grand or whatever sixty grand or I don't know. Um, but so uh, yeah, it's uh, I I just I, and I predict it's funny because I have so many text messages that you know because our buddy Pat isn't really into crypto and I've been saying for a while that uh, there's going to be a lot of regulatory uh, um shit that comes down and kind of brings down the market and I, I figured it would be Binance that they're going to go after, especially with, like I said, the whole FTX thing. Uh, but uh, I think that well, I, I, this is, I, I'm not going to say it's a good time to buy. I, I just think that everybody should kind of DCA, they were the DCA their way in, just kind of buy a little here, buy a little there. Um, but you don't want to buy when the market's going up. So you want to be the buyer when everyone else is sell, selling. So if you look at it like that, it could be an opportunity. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I just don't see it skyrocketing anytime soon. There's just so much crap going on in the world. You know, you get Ukraine war. You got people who they're not trying to spend money. People don't have extra money to put it into risky assets. Um, you know, high interest rates. Uh, housing is coming down, but interest rates are up. So... Um. Yeah, so I, I just think there's a lot of things kind of keeping down the market. I'm surprised that the stock market has been doing so well. Um, but they, even then, uh, you know, S and P 500 has been really held up by only a few companies. So that's not even really a good uh, measurement of the the market health. Um, but uh, markets are irrational, and once they start printing money again and lowering interest rates, which I'm sure they'll do eventually, that's when everything will. And then you know, the president election. You know, every time uh, there's an election, usually crypto does pretty well. So 2016, you know, there's a nice little bull run until the 2018, uh, 2020 to about 2021, same thing. So, you know, maybe 2024 to 2025-ish, you know, things would you know, look pretty good with uh, maybe a new administration coming in. Uh, but... And uh, it's all nonsense to me. I, it's just when you want to buy, it's up to you.
hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Uh, you know, I, I kind of go back a little bit. Um, I remember what I was going to ask. It was about Gary Gensler. So he's the head of the SEC, right? Security Exchange Commission. So it's just, uh, it's ironic that, I mean, maybe not ironic, but, you know, he's going after security, so to speak. And that's the idea of a security is that it's supposed to represent like a statement of trust, right? That this bond or whatever this fiat currency is, is supposed to be able to uh, be exchanged for something of equal value or, or represent that value. So that that's ultimately, I think, the the concept behind a security. And the security is also to that. Uh, it's not the promise that like people are going to make money, but it's just that like a company will hold stocks and dish them out and give dividends to these people that have um, that that stock, and with the consideration that they will profit from it. So that that is kind of how like a security works is like a company holds holds them and then releases them and the stockholders believe they're going to make money and they get dividends from it. And that's kind of why they're saying Ripple was a security because the foundation held them and then released them and, and the people that are investing believe that they can make money off it. And uh, so I, I, it's, something, it's something along those lines. I don't know what they did true definition is but it's like it's pretty much that's how it works okay 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 i see i see so it's actually even tighter of a definition than what i was thinking i was thinking it, it kind of apply just almost to a currency but actually it's not that it's more it's based around something uh you know like a stock um you know like um a signifying ownership of a company and something that could be traded for value. Um, something that could be traded for it's value, I guess. Profiting in the future, yeah. Right. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. So, but, it, you know, it's really they want to get involved. Gary wants to get involved where uh, where the government can make money. You know, that's his job. He, he smells out where opportunities like that. And, uh, man, that guy is like, ugh. I don't, I don't. You know, I do make I do make fun of how people look. I'll be honest, but these days I try to catch yeah. myself. What's that? Looks like a fucking troll, basically. You know yeah, I mean? I'm trying to get I try to give a disclaimer here, but yeah, he looks pretty rough, man. I mean, he looks like real like Gollum, like he eats raw fish sort of thing. Uh, cold raw fish. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, man, for real. Well, I mean. It's, a lot of them are, I think, the the fact that they're still around, I think these are the most twisted out of all of them. Um, you know, the Gary Genslers and the Janet Yellens and, um, you know, Hillary Clinton at the top of the food chain. They are, they are like part of this Saturnalian death cult where it's just whoever could endure the most trauma is like at the top of the uh, the pyramid. And I mean, they, they like feed off of it. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's, and, and it's always like people accept this less for you, more for them mentality. And that's what it's always based on. Like, all of, like what we see is just about that aspect alone it has nothing to do with anything else they're telling you. It's just 
more for them, less for you. And you and they try to get you to embrace that, which is like sickening because a lot of people do. Uh, it's just like the whole COVID thing. What would they do? They printed money and gave it to corporations and corporations took that money and they, they bought back their stock and inflated their own stock price. And then uh, the CEOs get bigger bonuses, bonuses and uh, the, the bubble continues to grow. But here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I think a lot of people see it for what it was now, but when it was happening, I mean, it was not that it wasn't that obvious, I think, to a lot of people. You know, you 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 caught on pretty quick. I caught on quick enough. Most people well, maybe not most, but a lot of people haven't caught on yet to this point. But my my point is, what is the next thing? And are we the next thing that happens, what trick are they going to pull on us where we, again, are not ready for it, you know, and we're all thinking. And I, the climate stuff is like really to kind of circle back to where we started. I mean, man, that could be I just don't even know how they would pull that off in terms of how that. Well, I guess we're kind of we outlined that a little earlier. I say I don't know, but we did kind of outline the hurting people in the smart cities through some sort of. uh man-made event that they claim is climate related but anyway digressing a bit although it is all related yeah they know people are stupid too uh that people really don't look beyond what they're told to solve their problems and then they uh gaslight anybody that is critically minded and i, mean, I know that for a fact because I mean, even before COVID started, I, I you know, I, not before COVID started, but like right as it started, because obviously I didn't really know about it until maybe like early January, right before, right around when Kobe Bryant died, you start hearing about it in the news. And it, it's just, uh, you just, they, they just regurgitate the same shit. So, you know, it's a scam and uh, they try to make you seem crazy when you are looking at these things in a very analytical way where you can make a decision about what they're doing and say, well, this doesn't really seem right. I mean, anybody that believes that, you know, going into a restaurant and with a mask on and sitting down, taking it off, and as soon as you get back up, putting it back on, keeps people safe. I, I mean, you're just, that's, that is how much respect that they have for people. They, they can just say whatever the fuck they want to say and people will believe it. And it's just mind numbing because it's just uh, everything. A lot of this stuff just goes against your own life experience. And like, why would you, why would you go against that life experience and expect some guy in a suit that has millions of dollars that probably lives on, a, you know, has houses on the beach, you know, nice cars and whatever has everything that they want and they're telling you somebody that probably doesn't have everything that they want how you need to live and what's right for you and it's it's sad i just don't get it because they always gaslight the person or not the person they gaslight the narrative that is the truth and it doesn't even have to be like just you know truth is um something that obviously that there's, there's a greater truth, but people have their own personal truths that they, they believe and go by. And it, it, it seems to change when the hive mind gets involved. 
And it's just like, well, well, why do you start changing your standards when other people are going to ridicule you for not agreeing? And and that's kind of the world we live in. And uh, that's like sociology. Is that every, people would rather be part of the group and be wrong than being an individual and be right and going against the crowd, you know? Right. And not only that, they get celebrated by the group for, for being wrong. I mean, it's like... You know, it's like you, you get celebrated for being a victim these days or, or worse, you get celebrated for being a criminal. I mean, in my the town I'm from, there's a, a there's a plaque that was put by the town hall to commemorate a racial lynching that occurred 150 years ago. And the guy who did it was a career criminal and he was an accused rapist. And. You know, they they put a plaque here to to commemorate the awful uh, lynching because a a mob stormed the the prison and committed mob justice on the guy. You know, they they hanged him. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 a pretty horrific thing. But you think in terms of the justice could be pretty horrific, like, you know, to to seek retribution or revenge a community against another. And I mean, it happens daily around the world. And I think to, to do, to put a plaque there is just like a, uh, what it does is it stokes the, the weak minded, right. And it gets the hive mind worked up and the hive mind is like the lizard brain. It's the worst part of you. It's the hysterical part that gets real tweaked about silly things, you know? And that's why a lot of, uh, this social media stuff. I mean, Twitter is like this nefarious thing because in 140 characters, they could tweak that primal twinge in your brain to react a certain way. And uh, some people are worse than others. And a lot of it is manipulated to, to bring that worst part out. But when it, when that happens, you know, the truth is like pushed to the side, unfortunately, a lot of the time. Because it's what is more convenient. It's what uh, it's what establishes power. Usually, more often than not, it what uh, it what it's what crushes opposition. It's what establishes a hierarchy, right? I mean, it's and oftentimes it's the problem will be presented as a binary where there's often an other, which is something to be conquered. And you have to go at it. You have to go at it aggressively. And I personally am a person who tends to be, I I like, I'm more comfortable with being combative, like with, uh, you know, situations like that. But like, I know you, Adam, like I, I, you're not like a, a majorly, like, you know, seek conflict necessarily. So I just, you know, your perspective is, is probably very valuable on this because you probably see it very much more like uh, like you could perceive it from the outside looking in a little bit more like just how people could get tweaked out by these things and seek to seek conflict. And then how oftentimes the conflict just takes over uh, at the expense of the truth and 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 solutions yeah and you know they're trying to keep everybody sick um uh, sick minded and um anybody that has been through any type of trauma in life you know or just alcoholism or say you know you've been raped or whatever it's like some serious trauma in order to get over that trauma what do you have to do 
have to forgive. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive the person involved. And that's how you move on. But they don't want people to forgive anything. They want you mad. They want you. Do not forget what these people did to you. Do not forget. Never forget. It's happening every day. Don't you see? Don't you see? Never forgive these people. And that's what they rely on. They don't rely on people who just forgive and try to move on and become a better person. They rely on people that uh, that are involved with the high mind that will never let things go. And those are the dangerous people, the people that can't just move on from things. I mean, don't get me wrong. You want to you want to be able to have and well, you want to be mindful of the past and use it as a tool to make yourself a better person for the future. But you can't grow as a person if you know, you're constantly in this cycle of never forgiving, hating, ostracizing other people, being angry. It's just it's a terrible cycle to be in. And the only way that society can move on is if but uh yeah so i i just think that that's how they keep people sick-minded is they they just regurgitate the same shit over and over again get people upset and people don't think clearly when their mental health is all over the place and you don't and that just you can just look on twitter instagram and all this stuff and you can just see what the state of the of mental health people are nowadays I mean, it's not healthy to engage in social media nonstop. It's not healthy to be on your phone 24-7 looking at news cycles, Instagram, social, uh, Snapchat, um, Facebook, all that stuff. It's just, it's not healthy. And since when has instant access to anything been good for anybody? I don't care. I mean, you can use it as a tool. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we're both musicians and that has helped us. So we've used that as a tool to better our lives. But, you know, this instant access to everything, the news cycle, what's going on in China, all this stuff. I mean, taking all that in all the time and and, and mass quantities is not good for your mental health. And uh, I, I don't really I don't look for conflict. Uh, usually when there's a conflict, I kind of just sit back and watch and observe. Um, I, I kind of notice that. And this is my perspective is uh, the, the quiet person in the room is the person that you should be looking out for because that's the person that is able to keep their emotions in check uh you know if you're in a fight and you're all erratic emotional you're probably not going to win against the guy that is cool calm and collected and uh, i'm not saying that like i, I get the fights or whatever but I, i'm more of an observer when it comes to people's anger and uh, i try to listen to what they're saying but if a lot of times when people get angry they become emotionally erratic and they uh, a lot of times they don't even really make sense or they, you know, they, they talk in circles or whatever it is. And, uh, I, I just think that observing in those situations might be better. And then I, I always make my voice heard, but I always just kind of let everything unravel first and then try to give my opinion when the time is right. Good man. Good man. It's a, it's a valuable opinion though, dude. And I, I appreciate you for sharing it with us tonight uh as always dude um i think we will end this this year episode but it was a pleasure having you dude great conversation and i look forward to the next one guys uh you've all been listening to the optimal state podcast you can find us on uh that cesspool of uh depravity and reprobate minds and all that good stuff at optimal state pod on twitter um 
Also at Optimal State Pod on Instagram, but we're not really doing too much over there, but we will. That's, I could, well, I'm not going to make a promise, but uh, I will, I will say we will most likely be doing that. Um, Sir Adam, anything you'd like to leave our friends with tonight? Yeah, if this fire thing goes on all summer, then I'm probably going somewhere else. <laughs> I'll leave New York for the, the, the forever. The, this shit's going to be going on for months. Yeah, man. I hope this is not the beginning of uh, the destruction of the Northeast, because, man, the Northeast is like a real special place. It's real awesome up here. They better not be doing that. Or, ah, uh, man, we're going to have some words, but... Uh, All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Optimal State Pod. We'll see you guys on the next episode. See you.